It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Two-minute warning show, post-game show. Myself, Earl the Pearl, joining us from the UCSS studios downtown. G. Bush will be with us here in a second. As soon as the game comes back on, I'm going to turn my camera away from the TV, and we'll, we'll run through the last two minutes here as the Browns attempt to come back and knock off the Indianapolis Colts. They currently trail 38-33 with two minutes left. They're on the 35-yard line. And Earl, before we get back to the action, in your wildest dreams, did you see today's game playing out how it has up to this point? Uh, no, this is not what I expected. Um, I knew that it was a possibility that this could happen. Uh, you know, I was in for G. Bush yesterday on a barbershop, and I talked about two things. One, I talked about that I felt like the Cleveland Browns should have rested Deshaun Watson another week. Yep. I didn't feel like that it was uh, necessarily a need to rush him back this week versus the Colts. Um, the Browns got a good defense, got a good run game. I talked about how those things travel, um, but I also talked about that this was a trap game. They going into a hostile environment like Lucas Oil Field. Um, you didn't need to play down to your opponent, that you needed to maintain uh, the momentum that you gained from beating the 49ers last week, bring it in and handle your business. Um, it's been a tough game for the Cleveland Browns defense. The quarterback play has been pathetic no matter who's been out there. The offense still shows to be pedestrian no matter who's out there. So, you know, it's frustrating because the quarterback play won't allow the offense to be great, and the offense is not good enough to basically execute without, you know, quality at every position. And so it's one of those things to where you don't have a quarterback that can actually execute what's going on right now. The quarterback play hasn't been good. And the system don't look like it's that good either. So, you no. know, it's, 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 it's pretty bad on that side of the ball. That is all fair. The game is coming back once again. If you are just joining us and have not been watching, the Browns have the ball at Indianapolis's 36-yard line, first and 10. Pierre Strong just got a 15-yard carry. I'm stressed out too, Ray. Uh, Pierre Strong gets another carry for a one-yard gain, gets taken down as the clock continues to run. The Browns have one timeout. The Colts have three timeouts. The Browns need a touchdown. Dustin Hopkins has bailed them out multiple times this game. He has been unbelievable, Earl. I mean, unbelievable. And we will talk about the quarterback play, the defense, the kicking, the weapons, the decision to play Watson. We're going to get to all that as Walker drops backs, and he finds DPJ to the 20-yard line wide open in the middle of the field. The Browns have 90 seconds, one timeout, and they're going to have a couple opportunities here to get the ball in the end zone here, Earl. Last week against the Niners, on the game-winning drive, P.J. Walker was 0 for 5. However, he still led them to the game-winning field goal. Uh, he has been much better on this two-minute drill. The Browns hand it off to Pierre Strong, gets tackled for a two-yard loss. Second and 12 here with a minute to play. And, Earl, you said you're a little behind, right? 
Yeah. Right. Kind of ruin it for me in live, ruining it for me in live action. But unfortunately, we have to kind of do it this way. We got G Bush in the house here. So G, let's welcome G on. G, how you doing today? How you feel, bro? Maybe G's not ready. We can't hear G. G, Ant's gonna make uh Ant's gonna work on you as you guys get ready. Third and eight here, 45 seconds. The Browns just used their timeout after a six-yard Amari Cooper completion near the sideline. Third and eight from I'm gonna guess the the 18, 17-yard line. Deshaun Watson in the huddle with PJ Walker and Stefanski. Talking it over here. Or what do you call it? Third and four from the 16. What are you dialing up here? Earl dropped it's just me, so you guys are gonna hang with me here. What's up, Ant? Hey, hey, I think my mic was muted. Hey, I'm I'll hop in until G gets his mic sorted out and Earl gets his video sorted out. I am behind you though. Well, there's people in the chat who are ahead of us. It, it is crazy. We live in a world where we could talk to people on the other side of the world and we have seven different times depending on what streaming service you're using here. Uh yeah, no, I know. All right, third and four. Three receivers to the left of Walker. He drops back under pressure, and then he fumbled. That's a fumble. That's a fumble. That's a, the DeForest Buckner recovered. That's the game. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm reading the chat. Wild, I'm about to see was, it myself. That was a wide uh, – what, what? I need to see a replay here. There was a wide open rusher, unblocked, oh, untouched no. on the line, untouched, who's coming in. I'm, I'm looking to see. Are we going to get an incomplete pass here? Are they going to say his arm was moving forward? This is going to go to review. EJ Speed's the one who was untouched. I think that's a fumble. That's close, though. Holy hell, that's close. If it stands as a fumble, the Colts recover, and that will end the game. If it is an incomplete pass, the Browns will live to see another day. There's a flag on the play. The referees are talking, discussing. I, I think it's incomplete. His arm was... No, that's right on the that's right on the edge. The call on the field was fumble, so it has to be inconclusive evidence to overturn it. It doesn't matter. Negated. Illegal contact on the defense. Automatic first down for the Browns. The Browns live to see another day. Whoo! I just had a mini panic attack. I just had a mini damn panic attack, Ant. Let's see the illegal contact. It was the defensive back on Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Just sauce that DB, and the DB grabbed his ankle to uh, try and hold him up. It may have actually saved the touchdown, but now it is first and goal for the Browns with 38 seconds to play, no timeouts from the eight-yard line. Colts coach Shane Steichen is livid with the call. I think it's the right call. I mean, he, he clearly tried to take Amari Cooper down after he broke free. The refs are coming over to speak something again. I'm trying to read lips here because I don't have the uh, the audio on, guys. Uh, yeah, I can turn mine on, but I'm I'm so far behind you at this point. Well, the play's under review. I think the question is, and Earl, correct me if I'm wrong. If a pass isn't thrown and it's a fumble beforehand, does the illegal contact get negated almost like a, a tipped pass negates pass interference? Uh, that I don't it. know, and I don't think you can go back and kind of like. Uh review that either so uh i see the under review thing oh nope official first and goal first and goal play clock is running down browns avoid catastrophe there absolute catastrophe but it is first and goal from the eight yard line 
38 seconds. There are two receivers flanked to Walker's left, and Joku and a receiver to the right. Pierre Strong in the backfield, not Kareem Hunt. Good pocket. Walker throws and throws it out of the end zone. DPJ was the intended to. Oh, and they're going to throw fast interference. The Browns are going to have the ball first and goal from the one yard line. They're going to call pass interference on that. Oh, man. The I'm watching the play are, right now. Now the refs are reviewing it real quick. Shane Steichen saying that was an uncatchable pass. Oh, gee, are you here? Do we yeah. have you? Yeah. All right. The Brown, he definitely held him. That throw was 12 feet out of the end zone. I, I think I mean, he held him the whole might, time. Have a, might have a case that that was uncatchable, but he definitely was held. DPJ was absolutely held. Dang, bro. And it is going to be first and goal from the one-yard line. First and G. goal from the one-yard line for the Cleveland Browns. How you feeling, brother? You hear me? Yeah, how you, you feeling, Hey, listen, they don't get this touchdown. We we ready on fire mode. We on fire mode. Oh my first and goal, 33 seconds. Four straight four straight sneaks. Uh they have Nick Harris in full at fullback, Kareem Hunt. They motion Harris out to the left side. Jesus Christ. They fake it. They're gonna throw. PJ Walker throws. Jesus David Christ. David Njoku, and it is inner uh incomplete, knocked <laughs> out of his hand. Hey, this is if if my if heart he, is racing right now. If he if we don't score, we've just seen the last of Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. And oh, this is this is for all the marbles right here. I don't mind not running it there because then you gotta okay. you gotta get back to the line of scrimmage, but that was a risky throw the, for the, the situation. The city is gonna go yeah. crazy. It is you second and goal now. Kareem Hunt's in the backfield. Elijah Moore goes in motion. He has a receiver to each side of him. And they roll out, and David Njoku drops it. There was a little shovel pass to Njoku, what? and he dropped it. Kevin Stefanski is really trying to, trying to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally trying to. You can't make this up, man. I can't hit, make it up on you know, live TV. Just hit Njoku in the face mask. It bounced off his face. Listen, I need every, I need, oh, listen, my gosh. Listen, if he don't get this, he trying to get fired. I swear. He's in five wide. He's third and goal. He is, he is five wide, and it looks like Indy will use a time. Third listen, and goal, he in five wide? Is that, is that what in, I'm hearing? He's in shotgun. All the time out, but he did just line up in five wide. He's in shotgun. See, listen, I, I don't hate the idea of throwing the ball. I, I, I don't hate that because no, 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 if you no, get no. stuffed, G, the no, clock no, no. You got enough time no, to no. get on that you ball got enough time, and man. get up and run it again. Come on, Mike. You're on the one-yard line. You're on the one-yard line, seconds, bro. Man. Listen, Come on, I, I don't man. hate the idea of Come throwing on, man. it, but I, on, I don't man. like the two the shovel pass so far. The shovel pass. I don't like that one. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm saying the idea of passing. I'm not against the idea of passing here. Hey, Marshawn Lynch was on the one-yard line. You got Kareem Hunt. You got a backup quarterback. You got an offensive yeah. line. If you can't get a yard right here, we don't deserve to win. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm with you. It's third and goal. I would assume if you're going to run, this is where you run. On third you and run goal it right twice now. in a row. Uh, I'm assuming this, this is, is what. This is crazy, bro. This he crazy. lines up. They're, they're still in five wide. This is crazy. Uh, no, Kareem Hunt's on the field. It's this a pass. is crazy. It's a pass. Walker has time. Walker scrambles. This is crazy. Right. Under pressure. This is crazy. Fire we him. He's done. If they don't score, he's finished. Fourth and goal from the one here, guys. If they do not left. score, he did not run the ball one time on fourth goal. Four, fourth and goal. First and goal with all that time. This is crazy, bro. 
It this was first and goal with 28 seconds. This is nuts, man. Yeah, he's I, getting fired for this. It, I mean, listen, PJ Walker. If he, he better score. Uh, they are, hold score. You hey, hold on. They are heavy, back, heavy formation, fourth and goal. Nick Harris. They give it a cream hunt, and he's. Uh, I can't tell. I can't tell. The Browns say touchdown. The Colts are saying no. There's no signal on the field. No Kareem Hunt celebrating like he scored. There's no signal from the referees. What is happening? The scoreboard hasn't changed. They're showing a replay. It was an ugly handoff. It was almost a botch. Did the ball cross the line? That's touchdown. That's touchdown. That's touchdown. That's I seen it. That's touchdown. I, I, I'm That's not a, sure. He broke the plane. I'm not sure. I broke. He he broke the plane. And they officially ruled a touchdown. Kareem Hunt has given the Browns a 39-38 guy, lead with 15 seconds to play. This will go he, under review. The Browns are attempting oh, to go for two here. Oh Every story play yeah, he broke under the two-minute warning is reviewed. They called it a touchdown. Yeah, he broke that oh upstairs right now. But holy hell, by the thinnest of margins, did Kareem Hunt get that ball across the goal line. Holy hell. He tried it. Kev. Kev. Yo, something still got to change. Oh, they're, 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 and here's a two-point attempt. Kev. And hold on. Timeout, Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, the outcome of this game, Earl, you are absolutely right. Regardless yeah. of how this last 15 seconds unfold, it is, uh, there's a lot, a lot to discuss about Kevin Stefanski. Oh, my god. The gosh, Cleveland Browns man. defense, their quarterback situation, and a whole lot more to unpack here. As we move forward, I've never seen nothing like that in my life. In my life. I mean, this guy really. He, they gave us the football game and he tried to give it back. <laughs> now, I don't even want it. He said, I don't want this, fam. Uh, here's here's the a game? two point attempt. They have three receivers to Walker's left. They hand it off to. Uh, Strong, who gets stuffed in the backfield. That was one of the, the worst plays. Conversion I... attempt is unsuccessful, which means Indianapolis will have 15 seconds and one timeout to get into field goal range to attempt a game-winning field goal. This is crazy. This is one of the craziest football games of the season. I don't, for, either, I don't... For, for for any team, regardless of the outcome. Now, hey, hey listen, I promise to y'all. Like, here's what I'm gonna talk about. Y'all can y'all can miss me. Y'all can miss me with all the listen. We won, and that's all that count. Oh, we're gonna talk about some things today. Oh, there's some big issues, G. There's yeah. there's some there's big some, issues. There's some stuff. Some there's some stuff. Issues. Um, y'all Ooh. better learn how. Oh my! Hey, by the way, I feel like I feel like if you was a Colts fan, you would have like they got hosed. Oh, oh, for sure. The, I absolutely would feel uh, that hey, way. Hey, hey, I would really I, feel hey, that way. Hey, shout out to shout out to um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna take every win we'll got we gonna get, um, but but Colts Nation, they gave they gave you that raw doggy. Hey, G, 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 <laughs> can I stop you for one sec? There's 15 seconds left, and the way this game is gone, let's before we start counting wins and and sending hey, our G, G, let me to talk Indy, to you about this though. Let's not let get you, let's not get too far ahead. While of Mike doing that, let me talk to you about this. You know, first mm-hmm. of all, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, but yeah, y- yesterday we're filling in for you. You know, the first thing I said to open up the show, um, you know, I felt like they should have rested Watson another week. I didn't think it was necessary to rush him back out there. And you know, for me, I'm not making no excuses for him. 
because I was told all week by plenty of people that in order for him to play today, he would have to be pain free. He would be able to grip the football and make the throws. And Mary Kay tweeted out before the game that he would have no restrictions. So to me, knowing that I felt the way I felt, okay, cool. No excuses, my man. You go out here and you need the ball. He did not do that. He did not do that. The, the interception he threw, the ball had no zip on it whatsoever. So, again, here we are with, you know, who's really the big boy in the room that's making the final decisions when it comes to everything. You know, me and Mike was texting back and forth. He says, you know, Watson went to them and said, I'm healthy and I can play. Then he plays. I call BS for the simple fact. Somebody so, so, somebody got to be the adult in the room. So, somebody got to be able to make some sound decisions when it when it comes to things like this. That, that man was nowhere near ready to go to uh, You know what I said. I told him about wait the go, Colts, go ahead. Colts are back on the field here, real quick. Let's yeah, let's let's last fifteen seconds unfold. And yeah, then and we'll get to, to that. talk about about Deshaun Watson. Uh, but the Colts, with fifteen seconds and one timeout, are starting from their own twenty-five yard line. Hopkins. They have to play regular defense. They can if they. This is another one. <laughs> we gonna watch. I'm not sure how strong of a leg Matt Gay has. All right, Minshew has four receivers. Three to his right, one to his left. Taylor in the backfield. Browns have four guys off the line, four guys on the line of scrimmage. Everyone else is twenty yards downfield. Minshew steps up, pick the ball throws off, it across, and it's uh, Anthony Walker had a chance to intercept it, dropped the in, interception. In the game, son. Nine seconds left. There's still a timeout for Indianapolis. If uh, that pass had been completed, it would have been to around the forty-five yard line. But Anthony Walker. With a nice PBU, but he could have intercepted in the game, son. I don't care nothing about pass. I want until this clock strikes zero. I don't care about. Let's let's get. We need a pass rush too. Yeah. All right. Here comes the second down attempt. Nine seconds left. Three receivers to Winchu's left, to his right. Excuse me. One to his left. Four down linemen for the Browns. Everyone else twenty yards downfield. Minshew with the decent pocket. Good job. And he fumbles. Recovery, Brown, game, set, match. Agbo Aquankro with the game-sealing fumble recovery. Zadarius Smith. on the field. And your Cleveland Browns have won back-to-back games for the first time this season. Hey, it was warm, ugly. Warm the bus God up. God damn it, a win's a win, G. Warm the, warm the bus up, man. Listen, get out of here before, before they decide to take this win back. Uh, and, and let me just give you this. Uh, the Cleveland Browns today, they got the win they need to, needed to get. They are four and two. But I, I repeat, this four and two is not a regular four and two. We got a lot of stuff to discuss, boys and girls, from the quarterback and talking about Deshaun Watson. We got to talk about PJ Walker. We got to talk about what we're doing as far as this playbook and how we're going to get people open. But we four and two, and they got to win. And I'm going to celebrate that win. Yeah. But let me tell you something Deshaun Watson is not ready to play. When I was on UCSS, I was oh I, I was on record saying I wouldn't play him to the Ravens game. That's that's multiple games ahead. And today what happened was he got out there the first pass check down behind somebody, threw a couple of interceptions and the first time that he got hit, he went to go back and land on that elbow and guess what? That was all she wrote. Didn't even lift the helmet with that helmet. Now you got to figure something out McNuggets. I feel if you're the Cleveland Browns, you can't wait on Deshaun Watson. No. You're, you're going to have to figure out how to go get another veteran quarterback. 
and figure out what we're going to do and revamp some stuff because Deshaun Watson is, you can't count on him with his shoulder injury to be not only healthy, but effective long enough to even have rhythm with people. You got to operate outside of that spectrum. The Browns need to do something at quarterback back to you. I think the Browns should uh, definitely consider putting Deshaun Watson on injury reserve, let him heal up for the minimum of four weeks and then kind of bring him back. But you need to do everything in your power. And I'm going to use the word attempt. Because, again, when you hit the negotiation table, it's two sides there. The Browns need to do everything to attempt to go trade for Jacoby Brissett right now. Like, right now. I take the, I will take the ugly win, but you, can, cannot, you, cannot, can continue, you cannot continue to win in this fashion and think you're going to, you know, get to your, to your end going this way. You know, <laughs> the, the pedestrian quarterback play, you know, it's, it's bad. You know, it seems like we're struggling to move the football week in and week out. You know, this is a coach defense that uh, you could have exploited in a passing game, to be quite honest with you. Should have. You know what I'm saying? You should have exploited them. You know, you you wait to what, late in the second quarter to throw the ball to Amari Cooper for the first time in the entire game? You know, when I'm looking at this thing, something got to change. I understand we got the victory. And, you know, in, in Cleveland – it was people frustrated with the whole Fire Stefanski talk after a victory. Listen, this is a different situation right now. I'm not saying Fire Stefanski, but something needs to change because you cannot continue to go out there throwing out these pedestrian quarterbacks behind Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson is not playing well himself and think you're going to have success. Maybe you need to attempt to try to at least see if Alex Van Pilk calling plays will work. But before we get to that point, I will be on the phone right now with the Washington Commanders trying to do everything in my power to go trade for Jacoby Brissett. Earl, you know what sucks about that? Sam Howell played like absolute dog crap today. Absolutely. Yeah, dog, yeah absolute he did. Dog crap. They he, scored he did. seven points against the future Giants defense. And I think his asking price, if anything, just went up a little bit. But I do but, agree but, with you. 100%. But you know what? That's why I said attempt. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't attempt to fix this situation, you're not going to do nothing but piss off and frustrate fans even more than what they already are. PJ Walker is not it. You know, <laughs> Mm-mm. DTR is not it. Outside Mm-mm. of one game, no matter Mm-mm. who's been under center, we have seen subpar or less quarterback play. That's and, just the reality. And, G, real quick before you go, and Earl said this, and I want to make this very clear. Deshaun Watson suited up today. If you are on the field, you don't get excuses. You do not get an excuse for playing hurt. Deshaun Watson in the limited action we saw today was not good. Deshaun Watson on the interception that he was attempting to throw to Marquise Goodwin. That was a touchdown. He puts a little air and loft under it. He underthrew that by 25 yards. He was one for five for five yards. His four misses were all bad misses. If he wasn't ready to play, he shouldn't have been out there. And it's, I think it's his decision. And, gee, I want to ask you this as someone who played football at a high level, a D1 level. If you're a starting franchise quarterback like Deshaun Watson is, and you tell coach, I'm ready, I'm playing, does anyone have the power to then say, you know what, actually you're not ready? Or is that decision solely on the in the hands of the players? Man, boy, you better stop playing. It's in the hands of the coach. <laughs> Listen, I don't care who you is. You're going to sit so? beside me. And here's what happened. Kevin Stefanski said that today. When he got hit, he said, I'm ready to go back in. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give this game away so you can get, you can get back and say, uh, I'm working through something. He sat right on that little sideline with that – that starter jacket on. He bet and, and said, "Look, I'm gonna go with PJ Walker." And he knew he had nothing in PJ Walker. He bet he you. knew that he knew PJ have nothing left either. So my thing is this: when we get into this next week, 
The one talking point I don't want to hear is I don't want to hear nothing about no money. If you say money, you must not care about the game or what you're talking about because you worried about five, six, ten years down the line. It's going to come home to roost. Listen, it's just like the, the financial debt. I don't care about no financial debt. As long as the military keep getting paid and all of the people get paid that need to get paid, who cares about the national debt? We got we got programs to pay for, Medicaid and Medicare, and you sitting here talking about we're going to cut this. We ain't cutting nothing. The bottom line, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns need to go out and get a, a, a quarterback, veteran. And, yeah. and it don't do you no good saying, well, who's available then? Who's available? Because you don't know who available. Don't mean we're going to sit here with our hands up underneath our butt cheeks and not do nothing. Yeah. No, we got a great defensive performance for Miles Garrett today. They need a couple extra things to do. They need to go get a receiver and find out that we could trade for one of them. And, and we need to build on this four and two. Keep it pushing. But, PJ, uh, we, we salute you. Like Diddy said, hey, man, you going to get some money? <laughs> but you ain't going to get no money here, Playboy. I'm sorry. We got to keep it pushing. I mean, the issues is plenty for them. I mean, they, like they they truly, truly are. And it starts right there with the quarterback play. Like I said before, man, no matter who's been under center, the, the quarterback play hasn't been good. And, and to me, like, it's a double-edged sword. It's a catch-22 type situation. Not only has the quarterback play not been good, but this is how I feel about a good offensive system, right? Like, if, if, if the Fansky system was all that, then you should be able to at least execute the play no matter who's back there. We don't seem to be able to move the ball no matter who's back there. The Browns came into this game averaging 198 passing yards a game. You know what I mean? We don't we don't have a receiver outside of Amari Cooper that's done much at all. Well, you know what I mean? So, like, what, I, what I'm trying to understand is it's like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, I know for a fact the quarterback play is, is not been up to par. But, man, the offense as just in, in this whole totality is stagnant. It just don't seem like the system is really working for real. And it's frustrating as hell watching this. And it feels like in totality, G, and we'll break down parts of the game. We'll get back to the quarterback in a sec. But from an overall Cleveland Browns perspective, we took 10 steps forward against San Francisco to take eight back today. The defense did not play at the same level it had, despite the fact they, they forced turnovers. Miles Garrett played as good of a game as I can remember any individual defensive player playing since I've been watching football. 25 years now. He was that good. He was that disruptive. But they also defensively missed more tackles than I think they did in the first five games combined. They Scared got pressure. Jordan Elliott made a couple plays. Jordan Elliott played his tail off today. Ball, and gee, in the first quarter, I tweeted this, but I felt like we were in some Freaky Friday situation where Gardner Minshew, who just ran for a 20-yard touchdown, looked like 2020 Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson, who had just thrown two interceptions, looked like the 2-10 starter who is Gardner Minshew? It was like a Freaky Friday switch body situation. So we'll get back to the quarterbacks in a sec. But defensively, G, I, I mean, this was a win's a win. But we were talking about this defense in the same category as the 85 Bears at 2,000 Ravens. And we just gave up 38 points to Gardner Minshew. So here, here's what I've told everybody about turnovers. Just because you're getting turnovers don't mean you're going to win no games. Like, you know, de defense is a totality type thing. Today, how many how many turnovers they get? Miles Garrett got a strip sack, right? They got a strip sack to end the game. Denzel Ward got an interception. They have four, they, four turnovers, I believe. They got four turnovers, gave up 38 points. So yeah. what do you want? You want you want them to give up 20 points, 14 points with no turnovers? That So maybe that could end that talking point about turnovers, right? right? Because right, right. you, you got to do both of them. Now, here's the thing. Give them credit where credit is due. Moss, 
Taylor ran the ball hard. I thought they did a good job of making sure they kept stick to the run game. I thought Gardner Minshew made some good throws. And I thought that they did a really nice job of clamping down on what the Browns was doing as far as the run game and shutting that out, making them one-dimensional. Yeah. So they, they get paid, too. Shout out to them. They was at home. They had some nice play calls. I like what they did. They did. But here's the thing. Your defense is not going to shut out everybody. Your defense is going to have games where they're going to get points. The question is, can you still get the points? And the, the game ball, these two people today won you that football game. One better be the kicker. Hopkins yeah. and Miles Garrett. Because without Miles Garrett, I mean, he had multiple tackles, multiple TFLs. Like he was, he was good on the run game. Hopkins hit multiple 54-yard field goals. So as we talk about it, complimentary football, right? At the end of the game, you got the calls that you needed to get to get you there. But like I said, we'll probably get to this later. Kevin, come on, man. You tried. They gave you the game on a silver platter. See, these are the type of things that I talk about because you almost gave that game back to them. And you got to figure, we got to figure out what a shovel pass. These are the things that, that get me with Kevin Stefanski because he, he shows glimpses here and there. And he's like, at the end of the half, I thought he did a good job of getting points at the end of the half with P.J. Walker. Then you have that, that, that whatever you call that on the goal line. They're just lucky they, if the ball bounced their way this game, but they got some long-term stuff to figure out because you're not going to win games like this moving forward every single week if you, if you count on pass interferences and, and balls bouncing your way. I mean, as far as the defense go. I mean, to what G said, like, sometimes it's not about what we did wrong. It's about what the other team did right. We're going into week seven in the NFL, and we already know the NFL is designed for offenses to, to like, explode and for, like, points to be put on the board. If you go back to the Thursday night football game, I think this was the first time that if you bet the under on the total points, you lost. And so if you just look throughout the league, for the most part, you know, people is putting up points now. And so, you know, kudos to the coach. They came in here with a game plan as well. You know what I mean? They knew that what they was up against with the Browns defense, they put extra emphasis on making sure that they were prepared so that they can execute and give themselves an opportunity to win. So I take nothing away from what they did. Could the Browns defense have been better? Absolutely, they could have been better. You know, Josh Josh Downs, the rookie wide receiver that they have, man, he, he looks be. like he's, he's going to be explosive. They did everything they needed to do to give themselves an opportunity to win our defensive performance aside, you know, it's just when you look at the totality of the situation, yeah, the Browns finally forced the uh, turnovers, but, you know, they gave up more touchdowns in one game than they have given up this entire season combined. And so it's like, you know, pick your poison. They did get some key three and outs and key moments. They did play. I felt like, you know, even though the score is what the score is and the stats are what they are, they did play good situational football. You know, on the coffin interception that it ended up being where Amari Cooper was running wide open and P.J. Walker missed him. Yeah. You pin him back and then the Browns defense come out and they automatically get a three and out. And so to me, overall, could they have played better? Yes. But when it came to situational football, if I had to give out a grade, uh, I would give them like a B plus. You know, I thought they showed up in big moments when they needed to make a play and they made a play, including in the last 15 seconds of the game. So there you, there you have it with that. I think a B plus is a little strong, but for situational football, oh, I'm not saying. Oh, I did. I, I said overall they could have played better. But if you asking me to give them a grade based on situational football, 
I give them a B plus because they stepped up and the defense well, made plays when it was time to make plays. Overall, I would probably get a performance of C plus. Okay, I, I agree with that. Hey, let's give D Hop some some love real quick though, and then we'll get back to the quarterbacks and Kevin Stefanski. But guys, and Earl specifically, you and I hopped on after the Chiefs preseason game mm-hmm. and did an emergency behind the glass post game show, whatever you want to call it, because the Cade York situation had reached DefCon level seven status. And we scoured and we made those graphics and we were saying, who could they find as a kicker? And Dustin Hopkins was not on any of our lists or wish lists. And he has been everything the Browns could have asked for times seven to the 15th power. And today, Dustin Hopkins was the second best player on the field behind Miles Garrett. What do you think? 450-yard field goals? Yeah, I mean, reigning AFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Week. Shout out to D Hop, man. And I noticed, like, throughout the game, I was watching a lot on social media. You know, he was getting a lot of praise, and he earned it, and he deserved it. You know, but I will say this. Like, I, I am glad to where I'm at the point to where I really don't have to talk about a kicker. You know, as I'm one of those people to where, like, you know, don't praise me for doing what I should be doing. I'm not looking for praise for, like, taking care of my kids, getting up, coming to work. That's Those are things I should be doing. And kickers got one job to make kicks. So he should, he's doing his job and kudos to you for doing your job. And it's sad that in Cleveland, we have to kind of do what we're doing now and, you know, like overblow a kicker doing his job because of what we've been through in the past. We're so traumatized from our past that this is what we have to do. And I understand it, but like, I want to get to a point to where it's like, okay, we finally got somebody that's doing what they're supposed to do and just keep doing what you're supposed to do. It's still only October. You know, it's still still only October to this point. He's done everything he was supposed to do. Um, Kudos to him for doing it. But I just want to get back to a sense of normalcy to where a kicker in this city is not topic of discussion. Gee, before I let you go, I just want to say one thing on Hopkins and I want you to chime in. But the knock on Hopkins coming to Cleveland was he didn't have the elite leg strength. He was 50% kicker in his career from 50 plus. And holy hell, man, I feel... Very confident. I did not feel very confident today at any point of the game. But when Dustin Hopkins was getting ready and lining up those kicks, my heart rate dropped from I'm about to have a heart attack level to, okay, this feels pretty common. And to me, the fact that he has been so money from that distance where he was, his that was his weak spot. Like, I, I can't say thank you enough, Dustin. G, all you. Man, come on, man. Listen, listen. He, man, that dude, he just showed you how valuable kickers is. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get one of those kicks, we don't get any of those kicks, we take an L. And these is pressure kicks 54 yards and above, man. I'm just sitting there watching them. They ain't just going down the sides. They going down the middle. Like, boom. Like, I'm like, listen, it's just refreshing to see guys step up and make them kicks, man. And, and it was just like, I, I, I thought to myself, we going to need every single one of these and we needed and we got every single one that we needed and and I, and I like the fact that um I like the fact that he did it in pressure I like the fact that he did it and it was going right down the middle and and, and he helped us get the win like look man at the end of the day man like they don't they're not going to go back into end of, in the, the the end of the year and say oh well y'all barely won and they gave y'all a game on a pass interference yeah, I don't care nothing about that they won you got, it's a 4-2 game so my thing is, we now stacking games up in a row. We now got two in a row. You stacking them. Now here's where I will say, as we move to this thing, you figure. See, this should be a this should be a note to y'all. No, 
So, so I want everybody in the chat to listen and stop typing so you can hear this quote. <laughs> y'all type too much. Y'all just be. Here's what y'all need to understand. Jesus with Baker Mayfield. Hey, don't be typing. <laughs> even if, if we would have not, if we would have kept Kate York and everyone told us, don't be knee jerk. Don't do this. You guys are panicking. We don't need to do all of that. If they would have never got Kate York or got rid of Kate York, we would not be here today. And so what I'm saying to you is when we talking about what do they need to do to go get somebody, it's the fierce urgency of right now. We need people right now. I'm telling y'all this. I'm not trying to be negative to y'all. Miles Garrett is out here playing, and he played like a super agent. He played like a, a, a um, one of the best players in the world. When you got people playing that way, you owe it to them to make sure you turn over every freaking stone you can to get this team better. P.J. Walker, I appreciate you what you did for me this game. You, you had some plays, the feathery ball to Elijah Moore down the right sideline. I love that play, but at the end of the day, that's we, that's not gonna get it done moving forward. We like you. That, that's not. We need something else. We it, just because I want more stuff don't mean I'm I'm ungrateful. You can you can you can do two things at once. You can want the most the the, the most optimal uh, uh, the best squad you can to win more football games, or you can rest on your laurels. I don't want to rest on nothing. We got that win today. Clapping up for I, y'all. I think they, I, no, I think I think they was uh I think they was talking about me being negative because you know like I guess they think I have a nonchalant attitude to what Dustin Hopkins is doing, and it's not that. Like I get it. The the knock on him was he couldn't make fifty plus yard field goals, and everybody got a knock on him. Man, critics gonna always say something. As long as you just come in here and do your job, it is what it is. I'm just not the type of person that kind of like overreacts or gets overly excited for somebody doing what they're supposed to do. You know, if my kid bring me a report card with straight A's on it, I ain't finna jump up and down and just go crazy. That's what I expect of you. Oh, I if, we, am, if, we, if we produce a, wait, if we especially if, if my kid is my, my other if, kid if is we produce, If we produce and <laughs> we put all, a, a dope show, like I'm not jumping up and down like like because we did a dope show. I'm trying to figure out ways that we can go do it again and duplicate what we just did. So like again, I'm happy to have Dustin Hopkins. He made his kicks. My kicker is doing what he should be doing. Am I happy about that? Yes, like that's common sense. Like, what are we doing? What, what are we talking about? <laughs> All right, let's uh, G, let's let's address the elephant in the room here. I'm gonna start with the positive, and I'm gonna ask you guys a question, and we, and we could run with it there. These are facts. These are not opinions. These are facts. The Browns beat the 49ers last week with PJ Walker. The Browns put up damn near 40 points this week with PJ Walker. And P.J. Walker led the Browns on a fourth-quarter game-winning drive in the on the road in Indianapolis. Don't do that, McNuggets. Those do are that. facts. Those are undisputable do facts. Like, that happened. We, we, we all witnessed them with their eyes. All right. <laughs> the Browns are 4-2. and two. Okay. Why does it feel like the sky's falling? <laughs> it, it, it's not. Like, it, the sky ain't falling. It's like, look. It, say for instance, like say say for instance, you driving right, and you ain't paying attention at the wheel, right? You could have never been in a car accident in your life, but that one moment you didn't pay attention, you thought you was gonna die right then, but you didn't. So when you get home, it don't make you feel no better. 
You, you, you don't be like, well, I was, I, I had 3000 trips with no problems, but this one, why would I pay? No, you like, cause it's recency right now. The most recent thing you're seeing is we, you know, for a fact that sometimes you get a lucky bounce here or there, but don't make a habit of that. You gotta, you have to execute. You have to do certain things in and, and, and the game today. That was miles Garrett. Like and sometimes you're going to have the defense pick you up. Sometimes it's the special teams that pick you up. What we saying is we need to have somebody else that's more competent that can give us more room for air, right? They give us a better chance of us winning the football games and throwing the ball downfield and executing certain plays. That's what it is. Our offense is, is anemic right now. We're a little banged up, but we need somebody that is right now that's going to be able to get the ball downfield. And we won today. We got a couple flags in a row, put us on the one-yard line, and it is what it is. We took it. But the reason why you feel that way is, hey, your offense isn't running the offense that they told you about. You know, the offense we're supposed to receive with, the, with Deshaun Watson. And here's another thing, too, and I'm going to let y'all get in here because, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. I'll take an ugly win. Yes. I'll take an ugly win. The problem that y'all got is this. You got your quarterback, and Deshaun Watson is no closer to no. giving you any sort of theory or hope of what you're going to be because now you did the 11 games. Then it was the six games you didn't get it. Then it's been a mixed bag of fruit. You finally got it in Tennessee. He comes back after the injury, right? And it didn't look like it. And so you sitting there looking like, dang, bro, like you can't get excited about that because you know there's a ceiling to what you can be in this league if you don't have the quarterback. And that is why there's that. We won, but is it fool's gold? That's why, because of Deshaun Watson. That's it. Earl, you want to chime in before I give you my two cents? I mean, to like a win is a win. Like I'm gonna always take a dub. Like ain't nobody never turning down no wins. You know, it was an ugly win, and I'll take an ugly win because the Cleveland Browns needed that, especially seeing that the Baltimore Ravens absolutely destroyed their opponent as well. So you want to be able to keep pace in the AFC North. Any game that you can go win in the NFL, you you take it. You know, it's it's not pretty. It's it's not gonna always be pretty. You're never gonna always put it together in all three phases of football. And if you can walk away like most people are frustrated with certain aspects of the game, but you still came away victorious, then cool. At the end of the day, the Browns need, did what they needed to do. They won the game, and we talked about stacking victories. Now that's two in a row. Come back, try to see if you can fix what's broken. Try to see if you can kind of get this offense moving in a better direction and prepare yourself to go uh, play the Seattle Seahawks. So yeah. like the frustration comes from because the expectations are what they are. You know, that's just common sense. Like, we was told that we was getting an offense that was going to be explosive. You know, we talked about all these different packages that was installed for Elijah Moore that will uh, create big explosive plays. We haven't seen that. The Donovan Peoples-Jones that we seen last year, we haven't seen that dude this year. You know, Amari Cooper has been the only constant on the offensive side of the ball. And so when you can walk away victorious, like, though you're frustrated, with many elements of the game, cool. You are gonna always take that. I'd rather take that than you know walking away a loser. Like, yeah, every day of the week, every every day of the week. Gee, here's the most hard pill to swallow from what I saw today. Deshaun Watson gets hit on that second, what would have been interception, comes out of the game. 
Aditi, our dear friend Aditi, comes on the broadcast and says he was clear from concussion protocol and the hit did not affect his right shoulder whatsoever. And then Kevin Stefanski decided to let P.J. Walker lead the team after that moving forward. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, that says Stefanski thought P.J. Walker gave the Browns a better chance to win after what he saw from Deshaun on those first three drives than he felt Deshaun could give them at the status he is with his shoulder. And we just watched P.J. Walker play two football games, G. If you don't think Deshaun is better than that, and you see him every day in practice way more than we could ever imagine or dream because we only get those little clips from Twitter in the 20-minute throwing sessions, then the Browns have much bigger issues looming on the horizon because this team with adequate and average, average quarterback play can win 11 games this season with pure, minimalistic, average, you don't need special, you don't need bad, just average quarterback play, it's an 11-win football team. And P.J. Walker ain't average. And if you're telling me the head coach of the team, after seeing Watson through three drives, thinks that was better than whatever Deshaun could give you, then we have a steep hill to climb against a much better competition down the road. That's, to me, the scariest message from this game. Well, look, look, he's, frankly, he's not healthy. Let's be clear. He's definitely not. Definitely not healthy. So, I mean, we they can say whatever they want to about it, how he worked or whatever. He couldn't even pick his helmet up on the sideline. He wasn't moving his right arm. Look, you know, I, I'm a firm believer you're going to go out there and play. You got to play, and you didn't play well. After throwing those two interceptions, I, I think I think Kevin Stefanski learned from his lesson. He learned before when Baker was out there playing with, with an injury. He let Baker throw two, three interceptions a game and, and cost his team the game. He looked at the other side of the sideline and said, well, we got it. We got a hot dude in Miles Garrett that are out, out here playing his tail off. I'm going to lean on the defense and special teams, right, to make yeah. enough plays for us. And guess what? The defense and special teams made enough plays for him to win. Now, hey, moving forward, to me, I said it on, on Twitter. I said it is now time to put that man, Deshaun Watson, on the sideline and, and, and let him all the way 100% heal, and you need to go out and find another quarterback that can complete passes down the field, and, you, you know, you can – even if – watch this. Even if you want to start off with P.J. Walker, you need a veteran quarterback just in case P.J. Walker goes in the tank that you could put in. Fact. That, that ain't going to have no problems. And so when you do that, now you're setting yourself up where you don't have to get ready. you already ready. And if you don't like – and P.J. Walker's a guy you go you go eventually demote, you can start giving backups uh, the time and play. And by the way – you know, the name the names are gonna be out there. The Carson Wentz, the Nick Foles of the world, uh the Jacoby Brissett to the world. I take any three three of those guys because they throw the ball better than than PJ Walker. I'm not gonna get all emotional and say he, he got two wins for me and I gotta give him a chance to play us up. No, he's a backup. <laughs> we don't we're not gonna do bad. that. He played bad. We're not we're not gonna give him we, we gotta give him an opportunity to prove that he we, no. we, we we got a first team string quarterback that we still trying to do that with, and I and I and I told you he got to sit down. So right now the four and two is looking good. We are going into Seattle, tough place to play. You got to play much better if they want to win there. But everything you want is right in front of you. You oh, go to Seattle go and get a win. G, G, let me throw one more name out there for a quarterback option. Brian Hoyer in Vegas, who started today, did not play well. He's going to get moved down to their third string quarterback spot as the rookie Aiden O'Connell uh, will start if Jimmy G's still not healthy. I'm not sure he's great, 
but he, he at least he's a veteran guy who I think I trust a little more than Walker. Earl, yes, all you. I do. I mean, for me, I, I think I threw a name out there earlier. It was Jameis Winston. You know, I, 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 I like Jameis Winston. I would, Jameis like in a, a heartbeat. Yeah, like that. That's another fat veteran quarterback uh, that can move the ball down the field. You know, he's he's a high risk, high reward dude. This is a dude that'll throw forty touchdowns, forty interceptions in the yep. same year. But <laughs> he's been around for a long time, and I think, um, you know, if if I couldn't get Jacoby Brissett, I would definitely make a call in New Orleans to see if I can go get Jameis Winston. Taylor Heineke too isn't starting in Atlanta, and I know Desmond Ritter has been far from what like they had hoped too. for. But I would take Taylor Heineke in a heartbeat. Like oh. if, if I'm Andrew Berry this week. Actually, not this week. Right now, like right now, screw the screw whatever Stefanski says in the press conference. I'm on the phone and looking through every team's backup quarterback situation to see which teams are out of it. Hell, even even the Giants who got a win today, like like they're out of it. Tyrod Taylor's played pretty damn well the last two weeks. Like Tyrod Taylor has shown he threw for almost 300 yards and two touchdowns against the uh, the the Washington Commanders today. I, I almost. I almost said the the R word, but yeah, yeah. I mean there are backup. My point is there are backup quarterbacks in this league that your offense doesn't fall off a cliff for, and maybe that is a knock on Stefanski as you guys alluded to. Maybe that is an issue with this system. I think he gets credit for what they did last week against San Francisco. They did score forty points with a XFL quarterback today, or, or thirty nine points with an XFL quarterback today. Even though one of that was a defensive touchdown, he was far from perfect. Like far from perfect today, but. Um, Earl, to your point earlier, the offense comes to a halt without Watson, and it frankly hasn't been great with him either. Yeah, and not every team in the league does that when their starting quarterback goes out. And, and, and let me and let me give you this too, though. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna say this. There's one reason that Kevin Stefanski gets credit, right? This was a game where they could have got beside themselves. And the low-key got boat raced. Yeah. Because Deshaun Watson was playing. You got a game plan put in. All of a sudden, Deshaun Watson has one series and he's out of the game. You now got to get PJ Walker acclimated into the game. And you got to figure a way to run offense and 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 to a certain extent get some points. And I'm going to give you credit because of this. Two weeks in a row, it did not look good. We thought they was gonna hit that field goal to the 49ers. It looked like we was dead in the water. We got some penalties. But I will give you credit for taking taking the reins and getting those two victories, right? But what I want you to do is understand that you can play a certain type way and you can hedge off a lot of this other stuff if you go get a couple more pieces here or there. But I've got to give you credit for where credit is due. You dusted off uh, strong. We hadn't seen him in a, in a while. Uh, you, you know, we, we saw a lot of different things. Denzel Ward went back out of the game. Um, so that you concussion know, scares me, G. Yeah, that concussion. Yeah, yeah, that concussion. That's the one guy. Yeah, you couldn't afford to get a concussion. I hope, I hope Denzel's okay. But that's his fifth concussion since entering the NFL now. And, and, and look, and look like this too. This type of stuff builds a level of character, because what now people believe, and what, the thing is, the Browns are now going to start to believe that look, even if we don't play our best game, we could get a win. Even if we got people out, we could get a win. And it's a shot in the arm to see your, your your franchise quarterback go in, come out, and then your backup come in and you find a way to win. It's an ugly win. But guess what? That builds character. That builds some yeah. sort of esteem. So now they'll play hard for, for four quarters because they know they got the ability to come back. 
And so for me, um, you know, I, I just like the fact that they did get the win. And now when they come back this week, it don't look like it's insurmountable with the Seahawks because they're like, all right, it's just the Seahawks. Let's go out there and get, try to get another win on the road. And if they get that win, we're looking at some some stuff here. But I, they do get it. Got to get a couple other pieces and make them make them their, their roster whole. Somebody said we don't watch the games. That's proof Ward was playing. Uh, Ward definitely was in a medical tent, and then he went to the back with a concussion. Um, to add on to what G said, <clears throat> these dudes show they got heart. You know, the dudes who, who who are out there, they show they got heart. You know, they they hear the noise. You know what I mean? And they, I'm pretty sure it frustrates them. Like they believe in you know who they are. Miles Garrett said famously after the game last week, they know who they are. You know what I mean? And for them to gut it out uh, in this type of game where you know, you could have checked out mentally, to be totally honest with you, after the first quarter. Like, after the Jerome Ford uh, 69-yard touchdown run, it was just, like, bad offensive drive after bad offensive drive after bad offensive drive. Uh, and neither unit checked out. You know, they hung in there. It was like a boxing match, man, when everybody just throwing haymakers left and right, back, you know, back and forth, left and right. But at the end of the day, man, the Cleveland Browns walked away victorious. And it was ugly as hell. But at the, I'll take it. I do yeah. feel like some things needs uh, needs to be shaken up a little bit, though. You know, I'm not going to say that they need to go ahead and fire Kevin Stefanski right now in season. Uh, I, I do agree with you and Gito. He probably would have had a talking to tomorrow if they didn't get in on that drive. But maybe consider, like, handing over play calling duties to Alex Van Pelt. You know, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And the Browns have done the same thing over and over for uh, almost four years, well, four years to this point. And just maybe a fresh voice in a headset, maybe a fresh shot of eyes on the situation, and maybe a different mind with different uh, ways to be creative and get this offense going. Maybe that's the boost that the Browns offense need. And I hope Kevin Stefanski is smart enough to sit back and evaluate this whole situation and say, okay, let me not be selfish with something like play calling if I'm holding back my team. Let me see if my offensive coordinator uh, – might have something that's a little different. What does it hurt to at least try it for one game? You know, that that's fair. I, I just think it's, and this is gonna sound like I'm defending Savancy. Like I think he's very, very flawed in certain aspects. But I, gee, and and you could tell you this, speak to this. It's got to be tough to call plays when you don't trust your quarterback. Like that has to be. And and I don't know what happened, what the game plan was for Watson, how it had to change for Walker. But like, if you don't trust your core, I feel like you're handcuffed. Am I, am I way off in thinking that? And, and listen, I'm not giving him the full pass. Trust me, I'm not giving. But I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to be, become a smarter person here when it comes to that kind of stuff. If you don't trust your quarterback, do you go from a hundred plays to thirty? You feel comfortable with? Do you go from a hundred to seventy? What, what's kind of the sliding scale when you don't trust your quarterback? And you just, you just trying to, you just trying to give the easiest looks possible, right? You're just trying to give them the easiest looks or the easiest reads that you can do. Um, and, and that's just all you, you could do. And I, I'll give them credit for this, man. Like, you know, I was sitting here watching the game and it was just frustrating because, you know, just think, and, and you, you guys know this, think about how spotty our quarterback play has been, been no matter who whose name it is. Back to 1999, it's just been spotty. It's been like, you know, you can't count on certain plays or certain throws or certain gimmies. It's like we always trying to – it's almost like we pulling teeth with our offense. We got to do – we got to try so hard 
to get so few yards. And when you do get them, it's just like, man, you watch other guys and you're like, bro, these guys are wide open. And and it has to be a little a little um, demoralizing for Stan Stefanski because, look, he knows P.J. Walker has his, his shortcomings. He also knows DTR has his shortcomings, right? So what, what is your options? You got yeah. a guy who's you know, on a practice squad playing, and you got a rookie who's never played before. And we saw what DTR looked like. So for me, that that's why you can't, like, you know, sometimes during the game you get a little salty and you'd be upset. Um, and you'd be mad because you watch it, the highlights, and you watch it, other teams just boat race up and down the field, and you watch your team, it's like watching paint drive. But you got to give them credit for saying, look, what else more do we got? What what, what other oppor- what other opportunities did he have? Or what other options does he have at this point? That's why I'm so adamant in trying to tell him, give yourself some options. Get, get you another quarterback so yeah. you can at, at least run some of the stuff you want to run, right? Um, and, and, and trust me, at four and two, you're going to have an opportunity to go to five and two. Don't waste that by just keeping the same guys out there. Just look, look under the rock a little bit. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he He's back. No, I mean, I, I tell to, to your point, like, you know, in game, there's a lot of emotion for us who cover this team. There's a lot of emotion from fans like that comes with the territory. So, you know, but, um, I'm just looking at the totality of the situation. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. He said, we need a white quarterback. <laughs> Yo, somebody DM me that too. I ain't gonna say no names, but somebody somebody D, somebody DM me the same thing. Hey McNuggets, hey McNuggets, same, get don't, the, don't call me out. That's not me. Get on the white council and make that happen. <laughs> if you can throw the ball, I don't care what the color of skin is. Like, like and, and, and it's crazy, man, because <clears throat> y'all we, crazy. We, like, like it's the Browns got some issues, you know what I mean? But like we four and two, and I, I think like people expect us, Oh boy! you know, I'm reading a chat of people saying, you know, I get it. I just don't want to be critical at the end. Okay. You don't have to be, but it's our job to sit up here and talk about what we've seen and what we feel based on the game. What are we supposed to do? Just sit here and talk about the Browns being four and two and act like nothing else in the game happened. Act like nothing in this game uh, is problematic or don't need to be fixed. That's not keeping it real. That ain't reality. You know what I mean? The Browns do got some issues, but again, I'd rather be four and two with the issues that the Browns have versus having the issues that the Browns have and being two and four or worse. So like yep. you got to take the bad with the good and I take the bad with the good in this situation because we ain't the only team with issues and it's, a, it's, a, it's plenty of teams with plenty of issues whose record is not ours. So yeah. I'll take my problems over anybody else's. Gee, I got to do something really cool today. Uh, we have an interview coming out on Tuesday, by the way, with former Washington, Jacksonville, and Cincinnati coach Jay Gruden, who came in studio on Saturday. Super smart guy. Well, they were at Bet Jack today watching the game, and for the first half of the game, I got to go over to Bet Jack and sit with Coach Gruden and his son and, and watch the first half. And like I said, I, I played football in second grade one year. This dude coached in the NFL for 20 years. He's forgotten more football than the three of us will ever know. No offense, guys. It just that's reality. And hearing him kind of break down some of the Brown stuff as it was going on was fascinating. And I want to highlight two things. And I'm going to tell you, the interview is going to air on Tuesday. Must-see interview. He told us about a trick play he drew up once that he never got to call G that I know you're going to lose your damn mind over. I That'll promise work. you. I promise you. You're like, yo, this is, this is definitely going to work. That air, it's, well, he, he drew it up when he was in Washington, and he never got to call it. And, and he tells the whole story. But two things, or three things I want to highlight from watching the first half with Jay. One. 
when the whole Watson injury thing and PJ Walker came in, he looked at me and goes, I would not want to be Kevin Stefanski at the podium right now. He's like, after the game, that is the worst place to be in trying to answer these questions. I would not want to be there. Two, his respect for Miles Garrett was through the roof. And when a football guy who knows football and an offensive mind who knows football like that is going goo-goo for a defensive player making plays, it is fascinating to see the way he described it. And try, he was talking about how he would have tried to block him up, and eventually after the strip sack, he just says, it don't matter what you drop. Miles is too good. It, it doesn't matter. And lastly, G, real quick, and then I want you to chime in. Yeah. We were talking about the run game, and he was talking about how Stefanski – has like an interesting philosophy in the run game with how he sets up certain blocks. And to me, this is like, like football one-on-one that I don't, I don't necessarily know. And, and maybe you see it, but he talked about some of the angles that Stefanski wants his offensive lineman to block on. And that Jerome Ford touchdown run, the C parted because they hit the angles of their zone blocks perfectly. And he said, a lot of these running backs in the Brown system right now are like, and he doesn't watch the Browns every week. Mind you, he's watching like this in live time. Because it looks like the running backs are a half step slow from hitting the crease where they need to be. It's like they're actually yeah. blocked up a little better than the results would show, but the back isn't hitting the hole. Like, on, on uh, he said in rhythm. I think he meant on time, and and maybe that makes sense to you. To me, it's something I never thought about. But does that make sense to you? Is what he's saying? Yeah, they're not. Listen, you you you, you have to what they call press press. Um, press front side and cut back back side. So what they mean is that you got to press the hole, and when you see it, put your foot in the ground and then get vertical. Um, Jerome Ford does it a lot. When they run in, that's why I don't like him on toss plays because he tends to elongate the path and he gets knocked, he gets, you know, not backwards. When you're throwing those plays, sometimes when you get a toss play, you're only going to be taking two steps before you cutting that up. Nick Chubb was brilliant at that. He'll catch a toss, and all of a sudden, that toss was supposed to go C-gap. He's he's cutting north and south at A-gap. That's just vision and some of the things they do. Um, when they talk about Miles Garrett, I'm going to start. Here's the thing. When I'm on a show on UCSS, I'm going I'm to start a, 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 a whole nother different slogan. It's, it's called, you can't say nothing about Miles Garrett. At this point, I, at this point, I don't I, – there's no more low-hanging fruit for Miles Garrett. There's no slipping up and want to cr- criticize him for flipping cars or showing up at OTAs. I don't want to hear that. No, if you're a reporter and you think Miles Garrett needs to show up at OTAs, you don't know what you're talking about. Miles Garrett is the best defensive player in the league. <laughs> don't nobody care that he wants to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. He's the best defensive player in the league. Stop telling me about OTAs. You sound corny. Let's get that out of the way. Second of all. If you like, uh, listen, I, I like I like the Guardians players, that, but listen, it's time for y'all to stop just rubbing Jose Ramirez in his back. He batted 275, but Miles Garrett gets slandered. I like Jose, but we got our favorites in this town, and sometimes and somehow, because Miles Garrett don't have a shirt on, he's not the favorite. Listen, <laughs> he's better G-Cook. than everybody you got. If you don't understand that, you were just writing for no reason. You're talking about nothing. Trust me, you can't do nothing better than Miles Garrett. His hair smell better than yours. He got more lotion than you. He got more cars. His Halloween posters is bigger. He's better than you at everything. He eat more steaks. He's fat. As a matter of fact, he's good at tiddly winks. He's good at that. Just don't criticize the man and let him do whatever he wants. He's earned it. He's earned it. I ain't saying nothing about Miles Garrett. He could have three game, terrible games in a row. 
man gave you 14 points and jumped over a whole line like Superman yep. with his feet this high. Ah! Ah! It's, it's almost like uh Dustin Hopkins and Miles Garrett kind of went and had a conversation on the sideline by themselves. I'm like, hey, man, let's just go win this game our damn selves. Like, like they was like, they was like, I'm gonna do this, you do this, and if we keep doing this over and over, we'll come away with the win, man. Like it's crazy. Like uh they no I'm with you, no Miles Garrett uh Garrett slander. Like I know he jumps a, off sides. I know he like, does. Like dude is a freaking nature, man. Dude is a beast. It's nothing I, I know that he does. can't do. You know what I mean? Like you make big plays and big moments, man. Like I get, like I said, man, Miles and Dustin Hopkins, man. It's like they went and linked up on the sideline by themselves and uh, had a conversation about how they was going to go out here and win this game and lead the Browns to victory. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are four and two, man. At the end of the day, we are four and two. And I'll take that. With, the, with every issue we got, I'll take it. Wins are wins. And it is never a bad time. And do not let anyone tell you that a win is not a win and that you shouldn't celebrate it because wins in the NFL come few and far between for every team unless you have Patrick Mahomes. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you could you could overlook a win. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes, a win is a win. We're going to read Super Chats here in about five minutes. Before we do that, let's uh, let's give out some game balls here. Gee, we've already talked about Miles Garrett and Dustin Hopkins, so let's skip those two because we know those two were the, the top two guys in this contest for the Cleveland Browns. But I do think there are some other guys worth highlighting. I'm going to rattle off a few, then you guys can pick and choose who you want to chime in on individually or, or add someone to the list. But Ogbo played a very good game. Jordan Elliott, I thought, played a very good game. Denzel Ward's interception was a spectacular play on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line, I thought, did a halfway decent job holding up. Jed Will's name was not mentioned once, and that is the biggest compliment you can give an offensive lineman. Dewan Jones, I thought, held up pretty well. It's crazy. The interior of the line is where I thought they struggled more than the tackles. And that's been kind of the opposite of what we've seen. And last but not least, Jerome Ford had one big run, and after that was pretty much held in check. But the Browns were able to consistently move the ball on the ground. And when you have a quarterback like P.J. Walker, who you really can't uh, you can't consistently trust on a throw-to-throw basis, having that in your back pocket, having the running game and the ability to go to that and pull out four, four-and-a-half yards as a team, the Browns averaged – uh, 4.5 yards a carry, 150 yards on 33. I, I thought there were some guys, and Kareem Hunt included in that with Pierre Strong and Ford. Uh, I, I thought there were some highlights on this team outside of just Miles and um, Miles. I, and I, got, I got one guys. game ball outside of the obvious because, I mean, to me, it's only three game balls they need to go Shoot. out there. Um, the, uh, the other one goes to Kareem Hunt, you know. Played well. Uh, the game winning touchdown. A lot was said about should the Browns or should they not resign Kareem Hunt to this team. Um, even when he got back here, a lot of people felt like he didn't have anything left in the tank. You know, we was pretty critical of what type of contribution that he can add to this team. Three touchdowns in the last two games, man. And he scored the only touchdown for the Browns last week. So uh game ball definitely goes to Kareem Hunt. Thought I, thought I would never say this. Um, thought Jordan Alley had a really good game. I, I thought he had a oh, crazy wait, G, game. G, hold on, hold on. We got Deshaun's at the podium right now, and he said he wanted to continue playing but understood why Kevin Stefanski held him out. So he was benched. There, there, there's, okay. there's no ifs, ands, or buts that. Kevin Stefanski benched Deshaun. Okay, we're we going to have a <laughs> – It's going to be an interesting it, week in Cleveland. It's a very, very interesting week well, in Cleveland. You heard uh, what uh, what the CBS reporters had said coming out of the halftime, right? that Aditi talked to Kevin Stefanski 
And he said he just did basically he just didn't want to risk it. You know, he, he just didn't want to risk it anymore. She asked him, uh, did he have anything kind of like in plan for PJ Walker? His response was he was the backup quarterback, so he should be prepared. So um well, Earl, you asked that. you asked earlier who has the decision, who's the quote unquote the big man in the room making those final calls. Kevin made that call. It was Kevin's call to hold him out. Yeah. I'll be there. Who's your uh who's your game ball going to? Uh, I got Jordan Elliott. I thought uh, Jordan Elliott played spectacular. And his name is not on, on a lot of uh, the plays that Miles Garrett made. But he was in the backfield a whole lot. He got a lot of penetration. He blew up a ton of plays in the backfield. Uh, I thought uh, he had good pad level. I thought he really got in the backfield. He got off blocks. And I think he was very disruptive. So Jordan Elliott is a guy who who has quietly played a, a nice couple of games back-to-back where he's been disruptive in the middle. And you know, I was not high on Jordan Elliott, have not yeah. been high on Jordan Elliott, but he's playing really well um, the last couple games. Uh, his pursuit is there. The motor is there. Um, and he's he's doing the job. And I think he did a really good job of stopping up, plugging up some of the run plays as well. Jordan Elliott is going to get a game ball for me. Are you guys ready to read some super chats here as we continue the Browns? Oh, wait, one more quote here from Mary Kay. Uh, from the Sean quote, I'm praying it's not anything worse. Uh, nothing special there. I'm just going to keep an eye on that as those post-game interview quotes come out. You guys ready to read some super chats here as we celebrate and continue to uh, cherish the Browns being 4-2, and two, two games over 500, and one game behind Baltimore? Y'all ready? Let's do it. First one comes from Klee J 440 We've known for four years in Joku can't catch. Defansky doesn't know people don't want to tackle Kareem Hunt. He's got to go, cuz. Charles T said, AB new, uh, AB new refs love PJ two weeks in a row. Jay Boyer says, please put Deshaun in bubble wrap. <laughs> Nick Morgan says, this game was a fever dream. Set apart, Laz says, they're forcing us to the Super Bowl. I don't care how the hell the Browns get to the Super Bowl. If we're Me in the neither. Super Bowl, we're doing post game shows all the way till February. It will be a damn good four and season. two. Four and four two. two, exactly. Uh, Ray Smith says their fans were rocking the baby doing stupid hand dances. We're sipping Kool-Aid. Victory Monday, baby. Let's celebrate. Stop the negativity. G and Earl, I got to ask this question real quick. Since when has analysis of a game become negativity? That's what people think. People think we're supposed to just be like, see, here's the thing, right? They want it from media members. They want it from the players on the team. Man, people pleasing is a traumatic, like, that's traumatizing. Like people want you to sit up here and and just just agree with whatever version of the truth they have. They want to they want us to pacify them. You know they don't want us to be honest, except for when it fits whatever narrative or perspective that they have. Man, we have a job to analyze and go over the entire game. Like y'all act like we got, we don't have a blues clue that the Browns won a game, but it's more things to talk about inside the game. Like we go through this every week. Like so, I get it. It's frustrating for us, but. They call it negativity, man. You got it. Like, Mike, you starting to let the noise get to you, and I ain't used to you being like that, man. We just no, got to block I, it out I, and do I, our job. Said, I read the super chat. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, block but, it out and keep doing your job, man. But, no, <laughs> right. but, but, like, listen, I would love to be on here talking about P.J. Walker throwing for 400 yards and eight touchdowns. Trust me, if that was the case, then we, we would be, be talking celebrating about it. it. Like, we're only talking about bad quarterback play because we've had bad quarterback play. We're only talking about bad defense because they gave 38 points to the Colts. Here's it's what, not here's us. What, We're just reacting to what we saw. Bro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan just like they is, right? I'm, I'm a fan when it comes to certain things, but but I'm married to what, what the game is. 
you know, people like to throw around, listen, y'all don't, and, and I don't disrespect anybody. Everybody got opinion and they can say their opinion and I'm glad you support. But here's the thing, to be truthful, like when people tell me that I've watched every single snap of the Cleveland Browns this year, nobody can say that. I got people that work, I work, I watch every single film. I watch the all 22 multiple times. So yeah, like it's a little different. Like when I used to play football, we go into the film on Monday and they say, Hey coach, we won 28 seven. They don't give a damn about that. They said, look, we're going to come in here and we need to fix what we need to fix and get better. So you may win a game 28 seven and you grade out of the 52. And that's the worst week of your life because the coach is making you run extra. He's telling you you're garbage. They might take your scholarship, all these good things. But then you, you start to learn and develop it and be able to be have some sort of integrity about what you see. Because at the end of the day, I love the Cleveland Browns, right? But I'm not afraid to say when the Cleveland Browns do anything different, right? Or do when they lose or they don't play well. You know, sometimes, you know, like I say, it ain't for everybody. Some people just want to hear fruits and berries and nuts and cherries and all that good stuff. And hey, that's fine. They can find that content wherever. But if you want to be married to what it is and learn about the game and hear some constructive criticisms on both sides, don't be you, you're a grown man. Don't melt. Oh, my God, I hurt something. Oh, we got to hear something bad. Hey, listen, I, I love Come the fans. On, we do this. I'm going to say no, what I see. I'm going to continue to say too. what I see. It is what but it is. That, so. That's just us being us, man. I, I'm telling you, man, the same reason why they love us is the same reason that they get frustrated and don't like it sometimes, man. And that's like, what they, it is. They tell us all the uh, yeah. time, like, we keep it real. And sometimes you can keep it real and you can ruffle feathers. But it's funny G said that. Um, I was in for G yesterday. You know, I get a phone call after, man, you had a killer show. The only thing I wanted to talk about is I fumbled over my last segment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. yeah that whole killer show is cool and all, but I fumbled over my last, <laughs> last segment. And so, like, you know, they gave me that energy when I was talking about D-Hop. It's not that I'm not happy. It's not that I don't recognize what he's doing. I'm just not built like that. It's just like, okay, yeah, you get, keep going. I mean, keep going. I don't we, I, we, That's what it is. Let's get like, this win next week. Yeah, yeah let's we're just trying keep going. To say, <laughs> We're trying to correct this so we can win next week again. That's I'm, what we're doing. I'm, trying I'm to happy a, I got this right now. But we, I'm trying we, to win a Super Bowl, G. Until we win a Super Bowl, we got stuff to fix. Let's keep going. Set apart, Laz says Stefanski's playbook is trash. Nicole <laughs> D says, let's get Jacoby back ASAP, agreeing with Earl's point earlier. The real JB3 says, we stole one. Get on the bus. Let's go home. I celebrate yeah. a win. However, you got to celebrate. Nothing else matters. Rob Cunningham says, hey, y'all, my girl Kelly, Michelle, and I agree that Watson was not ready and we need to address the backup quarterback spot. But screw it. Thank you to the football gods for today. Set apart Laz says Indy was carving. You want to chime in? Or no, up? I just put my fours okay. up. Uh, set apart Laz says Indy was carving up our secondary like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Jay Boyer said, What about Matt Ryan? Oh, well, Matt Ryan was cooked, but you got to do something. He's not my first choice, but you got to do he something. He ain't my first choice either. Got to do something. Vernell Jackson says Stefanski is too smart for his own good. Sleepy Leo says, if Watson ends up not working, we need baby Sanders. Oh, it's talking about Shador, Deion Sanders' kid. Um, yeah, he's going to be a top five, top ten pick. There's no oh, no, Deion Sanders already told him him and Shiloh got to come back. 
Oh, so he's not coming out. So they were first <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said, "No, you got to come I back." I seen for that video. He told him and his son. He said, "Y'all ain't going nowhere. <laughs> You're going nowhere. <laughs> you got to help me get these recruits as, for this uh, next year." No, <laughs> Kuiper just had him as a top ten prospect in his uh his first early. Uh, Daddy said he can't go. So <laughs> Simple says, "I really like Pierre Strong's ability to cut, and he seems to have that high end speed." I do too. Why not give him a crack at more carries? Schwartz for head coach in twenty twenty four. He was in the game late. He was in the game I, late. I, I like the fact that that he he get north and south. He get north yeah. and south now. I like I like that. They should yeah. give him some more some more touches. As says we are in DefCon two with the offense. Barry needs to be shopping for a quarterback immediately. Our defense is too good to squander. It was our defense is too good to squander with a horrible passing game. We also need a number two receiver. That guy does not exist on the roster. Ray Fountain says, is it quarterback or receivers or both? Earl, I think you mentioned earlier, it's hard to evaluate the receivers when they have nobody throwing them the football. I think it's probably fair that somewhere in between. Is that a, an accurate yeah. representation of what you said? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Evan419 says, defense, Sands Miles. Got carved up backup quarterback for nine got carved up by a backup quarterback for 95% of the game. 39 points on the road, four and two in the standings. Let's try and enjoy it a little bit. Uh Ray Smith says, only in Cleveland is it doom and gloom after a win. Raphael Kin Kinos Kinois says Miles Garrett is the true last son of Krypton. Hell, he might be. <laughs> he might be. Game time 216 says McNuggets tripping. Ogbo was clearly the second best player. Uh, game time two one six. Nah, bro, you tripping? It was Dustin Hopkins. There, there's, there's no question. About he scored that. how many points? There he, you go. I'm playing him in fantasy, and he got 27 in fantasy. So you take I that played him too. Yeah. Uh, Ray, uh, Raw Dog said those goal line plays are exactly why people want Stefanski fired. Run the ball, but overall, we still owe the refs a huge thank you, and still no worthy backup quarterback. Garrett put on a Hall of Fame performance. Yeah, that, he was so good. He was so good. Uh, Vernell Jackson says, Earl, don't be that guy. This play calling is trash. Not sure what that was. I'm not even what sure what said. that was alluding to. But okay. uh, Brady says, how can anyone be mad with the Browns scoring 39 points? No one's mad. No one's mad. Are you mad, G? We just won. Are you mad? We won a game. Earl, I'm you mad? The Browns average 19 points a game. They scored 20 more points than the average. I'm the leader. I'm the leader. I'm the leader of the Kool-Aid. <laughs> What nobody do you mean? Yeah. We we averaged nineteen. We scored twenty points above what we averaged. I don't think nobody's mad about it. We, we doubled up. Yeah. yeah uh, Clemson Eagle says Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski is not calling in game for his. I wish there was like a, a a filter on some of these so I could read them first. Kevin Stefanski is not calling in game for his QB. You have a QB that's hurt, and you're not calling any short passes to get him in rhythm. Uh, James Stank. Said uh, Harbaugh 2024. Antoine Jackson, go Browns, let's effing go. SG uh, says we finally have a tough, resilient team in Cleveland. I don't care who's back there. I feel more confident in every game now. I think that, hey, we talk about Stefanski all the time as trying to get too cute, too pretty. He's, he's you know, a pretty boy, whatever. His team, at least this year, is pretty damn tough, mentally and physically. It's a pretty damn tough football team. And we don't usually associate those characteristics with Kevin Stefanski. Ray Smith says, I was addressing the fans, not the panel. Wood Dog MTG says, this team don't owe me nothing but wins, so I'll take them any way we get them. I'm still on the Kool-Aid. Need me a flag, G. You know what it is. Get you that flag right now. Why and even Antoine, tall? 
Last one, we got one more here. Antoine Jackson. This is the first time in history the ref screwed the other team for us to win. <laughs> LOL, but them. I'll take it. They got them boys. <laughs> and I think I think that's all we got, guys. We've been going for an hour 20. You have any any final thoughts here before we wrap up? Yeah, I got some final thoughts. Listen. <laughs> and real quick, before you go, I set you up. Bull just texted me. I just saw that Bull wants to hop in here. Should we let Bull in for five minutes? That's the I mean, if you want to, they said yeah. they're calling for Bull anyway. So. Yeah. All right, Bull, Bull I'm going to send you a link. G, go off. I'm going I'm to get Bull in here. All right. I'm going to the barbershop. Peace. No, no, G, G, you don't leave. Give me your final thoughts. Oh, you want me to leave? You said get out. No, no, I'm, I'm saying you give me your final take. Shoot it out. Oh, yeah, like, let, me, let me give you final. Listen, at the end of the day, bro, um, yo, the, the Browns is four and two. You got an opportunity, you two games over 500. And at the end of the year, they don't look up and see how you won these games. It's just all about if you won them or not. You know, I, I think Kevin Stefanski showed a little bit something and saying that, you know what? I'm going to just go with PJ Walker because at least he's not going to throw these turnovers and throw these picks. So guess what? Deshaun Watson was posted up. I, I need Andrew Barry to do the same thing, though. I need you to make a tough decision. Because this year is all about difficult decisions. I need you to look at the receiving room. I need you to look at the quarterback room and figure out what we need to be doing. Because the Cleveland Browns still got a great defense. The Cleveland Browns finding a way to, to win. The special teams is coming around. And so just tweak it here and there and make, make it work and finish it off and, and do what we need to do. You know, at the end of the day, we'll take that 4-2 and two record, two games over 500. Let's get it. Kool-Aid Mafia to the casket drops. You're crazy. Bro. Earl, you got any last thoughts? And I see Bull. Make sure Bull's got a mic check. We'll bring him in. But here are your final thoughts, Earl. Um, I mean, the Browns came away with an ugly win. I posted on Twitter. It was ugly AF because <laughs> that's exactly what it was. It was ugly AF. But uh, I'll take it. You know what I mean? It was a game that we needed to have. Uh, we almost fell victim to the trap game. Regardless of the refs helped us out or however we did it, we coming back to Cleveland 4-2. and two. There's a lot of things that uh, need to be corrected. There's a lot of things that I think uh, we all as fans, media members, and people who just support this team want to see be better. And so uh, I'm just happy we got the win. Like, right, that, let's, try to bring, let's try to bring Bull in here. Bull, talk for us. Let's make sure we get level. Can you hear me? We got you, Bull. Bull, we have a strict 10-minute limit on the, the last part of this. So what did you think of the game? And, well, I didn't even want to go 10 minutes because I'm I my podcast will be out shortly with my my, my thoughts, but I wanted to give a, a, a couple of listen, uh there's a lot of people out of pocket right now. Uh I, I was watching you guys at the end of the game uh going nuts about not running the ball. There was like not less than a minute to go and they didn't have any timeouts. I mean, how much they you want to have four opportunities potentially to score a touchdown. So like the idea that they're gonna run it a bunch of times, you're gonna run out of time. You have enough time for two run plays or four plays how they did it. That, that, that's how the Of course you out. want to try to get four yeah. shots at it. You're not going to want to just take two shots. You know? I mean, I, I thought that criticism was unfair. Listen, there's fair criticism, of course. You can't worry about people complaining about criticism. But I, this – I mean, it's every game with people with complaining about Stefanski. He doesn't – P.J. Walker – has no business being in the NFL. Can we all agree on that? Fact. This guy's not an NFL player. It's ridiculous. That's not Stefanski's fault that he's the quarterback. Deshaun Watson went out there. He played like trash, so they had to take him out. I don't know when he's going to be able to play. Andrew Berry, I, you know, I texted 
a guy that I know, I was like, what are, what are they going to do here? This guy who's a little connected. And he's like, I don't think they're going to trade for a quarterback. I'm like, well, I hope you're wrong because, you know, I don't know. I can't trust Watson at all. First of all, no. I don't know if he's good, even if he does play. He's played <laughs> one good game in his Browns career. He looked awful out there. We're going to make now we're going to get now the same people that didn't want to give Baker an excuse. And I was one of them. I'm not giving Watson a pass. If he's out there, he's out there. He was out there. He threw two awful passes. So no passes. All right. He's but we need they need to do something because the team won two freaking games in a row with essentially no offense. That's amazing, guys. And I'm mostly excited about that. We'll worry about getting a quarterback whatever next week. They found a way to win. They grinded it out two weeks in a row, and they found a way to march down the field with the quarterback doing nothing. That Yes, they yeah. got help from some penalties. I don't care. if a bad. I always say, stop whining about penalties all the time. So I'm, I'm not going to whine about penalties when they go against my team like most fans do, and I'm not going to say, well, we shouldn't have gotten that. Who cares? All right? The Browns won the game. That is all that matters. Now, there is there is fair criticism. You want to criticize play calling? I think that's ridiculous. There's fair criticism about some of the talent and some of their ability. People are going nuts when, when they pitch the ball to, to uh, uh, what's his name, Ford. Ford. That was a terrible pitch by P.J. Walker. That's a good call by Stefanski, and idiots are out there saying, that's a bad call by Stefanski. He had room to run. If that that, was that, gonna, that might have been a 50-yard touchdown had he caught yeah. had it, had it been a good pitch. It certainly yeah. was going to be a first down. You, you know, if, if the team, if the players screw up, you can't kill the coach for that. This idea that we're going bananas about the coach every single week is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. the defense, and, and the defense did not play well enough today. The defense didn't play well enough. Miles Garrett was amazing. He was incredible. Nobody else. I mean, there were some other guys, but, you know, I thought Anthony Walker played well. and Agua played pretty well. But they made, I mean, the, the tackling by Greg Newsom on the on the long touchdown to um, to Pittman, that was terrible. They missed I don't know what happened on that first long touchdown. Games. What's that, Mike? They missed more tackles today than they had in the first five games. Yeah, it was really poor, but you know what? Yeah, everybody's going nuts. 85 Bears, all-time great defense. I said that was ridiculous. You can't have a defense. The Bears had six Hall of Famers. The Browns have one. <laughs> Stop with it. The Browns defense for this era is very good. There's going to be days like this, though, where they just have a bad day, and they did. And Miles Garrett and Dustin Hopkins said, as Earl said before, we have to do this alone because we're not much getting much contribution. They can run the ball well enough. Uh, Jay Gruden's right. They're a, it seemed to be a step slow all the time. But, man, am I excited that they're four and two, despite all the flaws. This is so exciting. Yeah, boy, be, I said, I, That's why we I, can't I, complain too much. There's, there's I, complaints there. But <laughs> you want – I mean, I'm pretty thrilled that the Browns are four and two, despite all the issues on this team. Bull, I told Mike, I said, you know, I'd rather be four and two with my problems that we have with the Cleveland Browns. I know. Two and four. I was watching. I heard Browns, you say so. it. I got it so, all down here. I remember everything uh, you were saying. You know, there's it, some things to be frustrated about, but, hey – I'm frustrated and we won. So I'll take that. That's right. I'll, I'll, say this. I'll take that. If the season ended today, the Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah, they're the five, they'd be the five that's, seed. That's depending all on, that matters. Five or the six, depending today. on what the Steelers do today. And it was a game, like, like just outside of we needing it to stack wins for ourselves, but, you know, the, the Ravens won. 
And so that, that's hurt. even more reason to be excited. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the Browns Ravens came away win. victorious, and I think the Steelers is losing right now. So they were losing nine three at half. They lose yeah, nine three so. at halftime. That Ravens win was impressive. My yeah, God, they killed yeah. the Lions today. But you know what? The AFC's wide open, guys. It is. It's wide open. They're, the Chiefs are, you know, they're in a dogfight with the Chargers. Their offense hasn't been great. The Bills are a mess. They lost to the Patriots. You know, the Bengals still have their issues. Any given week. You got to to be four and two. You can't look. I mean, come on. How many years have we said watching this team as a fan, covering this team as a broadcaster, as a, as a radio person, as a TV person? How many times have we said, oh, my God. Uh, we we got if they have a chance if they're I mean you would have killed for four and two. Hey, we'll so I'm not going to be that. I, 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 there's fair criticism certainly, but people t- talking about firing the coach. I mean that's just absurd. Yeah, firing the coach. The they're reality four and is two. They're four and two, and they have had one good game of quarterback play this season. They are four and two with one good game of quarterback play. When you look big picture, the quarterback is obviously the major thing that has to be addressed. And it's the first time we won a turnover battle in a game. Yeah. There you go. But so. there is a lot to be happy about. Once again, four and two is four and two, no matter how you slice and dice it. And if the season were to end, end today, the Cleveland Browns would be in the playoffs. We are back tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. 11 one, two hours of reaction to the yes. Browns' victory. Good job today, guys. Victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Mike, let me get a plug in. The over-under of the game, real quick, Bull, was 39 and a half. What's and that? The scored 39. The over-under for the game was 39 and a half. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. A uh, quick uh, plug. Please subscribe to my podcast. The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Did you forget Rivers. the podcast? I did. He did. I <laughs> he did. I did. Uh, um, that's number one. Please hit the subscribe button. It'll be out sometime in the next hour. Number two. We have a, a problem with half the members of our show saying calling Jim Schwartz Jim Swartz. Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. 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 Say names. Schwartz. Who, who says it wrong? I'm not gonna name names. We gotta straighten it out. <laughs> Bad job out of whoever. We have a we have a secret huddle. Hey, hey, random thought. Like yeah. if we was to have like a paywall, like uh like TV rated mature, it would probably be the conversations that we have before eleven AM. Like oh. I know we can never do that, but those conversations there, man. Yeah, we 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 yeah, but we say inappropriate stuff. Yeah, I know, I know, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, that would not go well. Yeah. We will see y'all tomorrow on the Ultimate Sports Show after some inappropriate conversations before the eleven o'clock stream. But we will see y'all at eleven for Bull, for Earl, for G. It's a Browns dub. Peace. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.